Hello, I'm Polly Mayforth Krause, and this is Mountains Are for Climbing. Many of you know, if you've been reading my blog for a while, that I struggle with an eating disorder. You can read more about that here, and the link is in my blog. Lately, with the ongoing threat of COVID and the increased patient load at my workplace, you can read about what I do here. The link is in my blog. I've been succumbing to the urge to rapidly consume the contents of my cupboards, healthier otherwise. I recently took the important step of booking an appointment to see a professional about my problem. I've always been a self-helper. Whenever my behaviors resulted in too many unpleasant outcomes, I would read widely on my issues and adopt new coping strategies. Often this would, be, would uh, produce small lasting changes I'm finally ready to admit that I've done what I can and I need another's perspective and guidance. The other day, after inhaling chocolate bars, yeah, almost a half a box of Halloween minis, I was feeling so discouraged and it didn't let up. It hung over me like a damp, weepy cloud. This afternoon, I was getting ready for work and I had an epiphany I've made themed playlists on YouTube of my favorite songs, and I often listen to music when performing self-care or doing chores. I was listening to the playlist entitled Breakthrough, and the song that came on was Amy Grant's Take a Little Time, Takes a Little Time. I'd encourage you to go have a listen and read the lyrics if you're not familiar with it. It never ceases to amaze me how music, the right song, at that critical moment, can touch us like no spoken or written word can. I've listened to that song many times, but never when I was teetering on the edge of despair. I was instantly buoyed up by that message. I would say my eating was already disordered in grade school. I've spent almost 50 years developing an unhealthy relationship with food. I've built a massive mountain. Yes, I'm trying to conquer it. I'm making healthier food choices, drinking more water and exercising. I'm scaling that mountain and I need to celebrate my efforts, every one of them big and small, because it's going to take more time. It may take me the rest of my days. I often get knocked off my feet a couple of times when I'm hiking up, hiking up and down a mountain. Mountain paths are often steep and strewn with jutting roots and rocks are completely covered with slippery stones called scree. When I binge on my journey toward healing and health, I fall down, but I need not despair, and here's why. I don't stay down. When I'm hiking and I land not so graciously on my tushy, I get back up, dust off, and resume hiking. In the same way, On my journey toward wellness, I keep getting back up. I keep trying to beat that mountain. I'm not a failure. I'm a fighter. This comes on the heels of my recent decision to get a tattoo. I considered this for quite some time. It's now countercultural not to have a tattoo. Why did I want a tattoo? co-worker of mine suggested I was going through a midlife crisis. Was that it? Did I think it would make me cool? 
in the end, I decided to get one because words inspire me. My sister has inspirational messages hung up all over, over her home, and I love visiting there. I need to hear and read positive messages over and over to spur me on to positive action. There's a verse I repeat to myself in my head when I'm hiking up a mountain. Psalms 18, 32 to 33 says, It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. I say this like a prayer. You arm me with strength and keep my way secure. You make my feet like the feet of a deer. You cause me to stand on the heights. The more I've said this to myself, the more I've realized how applicable it is in the whole of my life. I chose to put you arm me with strength on my forearm where I could see it, written in my daughter's script, with the T in the word strength in the shape of a cross, to remind me that I don't have to face the mountains in my life alone. Paul, that missionary wonder, had issues like everyone else. When he struggled and God didn't choose to solve his problem, he heard God say to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Our pride is what keeps us from experiencing the power of God in our lives. It's when we come to the end of our resources, when we admit that we can't do something and ask for help, that help comes. Help comes in our weakness, not in our confidence and self-sufficiency. Paul even went so far as to say he delighted in his weakness because it was then he knew God would show up and something miraculous would happen. This isn't at all intuitive in a culture where independence is fought for and lauded. The Bible says emphatically that without him, we can do nothing. Did you catch that? Nothing. Zip. Zilch. Nada. Nothing of any merit anyway. I believe everything I do that is good and right is a result of the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in me. We were made to reflect his glory, not point to ourselves. The mountains I face, the victories I've won, every single time I get back up, it's all him. Dallas Willard, in a talk I listened to recently, basically said grace comes when we act. We have to move out in faith, even if we're afraid of failing and expect God's strength to meet us on the way, just like Paul did. I'm heading up the mountain today. How about you? Thanks so much for being here. I hope you have a happy day.